Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we are closing out our programming here from Jerusalem, from the balcony, the glorious balcony here at the Presidential Suite at the Inbal Hotel, and my God, has... Has this been a glorious week? Good morning, good morning, everyone. My name is Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. You know, what's interesting is that uh, we recorded today's live lunch last night. So we're, we're going to, we woke up this morning. <laughs> Yes. To information about the just sit there. I'm not I'm not cueing you until I'm uh, done okay. talking about the shut Yankees. Mic, yeah. Shut your mic. Um, we woke up this morning talking about like, hearing, reading news about the Yankees in the bottom of the ninth and well, you know, that's all she wrote, folks. So um, we thank the Yankees for their season. We hope they enjoy their timeshares and the golf course and I'm sure they're already on their way. Um, but yeah, it was an exciting season. It was an exciting season, at least for a Yankee fan, and um, what can I tell you? At least I'm here in Jerusalem and enjoying the beautiful view, because if I had, and I want to be honest, I didn't stay up all night watching the games, but because I don't sleep anyway, and my life happens on Twitter, I was just constantly checking the Twitter feed, and then when I saw that they had lost, I was like, that's it, I have to face Pollock in the morning, and that's going to be a disaster. Yoni Pollock behind the board here. Not to say that Avrami's not here. Avrami I, that's is what here. I was going to say. That's how I was going to start. I was going to say, we should have brought Avrami. I know, I thought about that. This show. Once, once you started like making wisecracks about the Yankees, I was like, shoot, I don't need him, actually. Where <laughs> is funny. Avrami? Avrami is here somewhere. Um, I think he's in the other lounge. Well, he's not stupid. The other lounge is where the food is yeah. at the moment. Um, yeah, so, we, um, so Yoni and I. Good morning. How are you? Or good afternoon. What? I don't, I don't know, know what we're up here. to. Somebody just said to me, when are you leaving? I'm like, I think in a couple of hours. But frankly, I have no idea right now. Yeah. We'll get to the airport early. We'll get to, oh my Lord, we will get to the airport early. Um, my bracha to United Airlines, <laughs> Yoni. Okay, let's see where this My goes. bracha to United Airlines is that our trip back yes. goes better than our trip here. Okay. Amen. <laughs> Honestly, that's going to be too hard. Right, that's true. <laughs> you can only go up. Right. Thank you, United. When uh, when we were on board, and uh, mid I don't know the Atlantic, who the heck knows? And one of the flight attendants was really feeling sympathetic for the situation that we were in, and right. the fact that Nahum was in I don't know a pigeonhole. Yeah. I don't. He was in a cubby, p- trying to sit. And when Nahum said to this flight attendant, "El Al treats us better than you do," I mean, Mamash, I thought she was going to cry. Like you really you you hit her there. When and you I say loved United, like, and I hyped it up to you guys. Oh my <laughs> God! Did you? I mean, you trash talked United, <laughs> like it was going to be, then, yeah. you know, the 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 change of my life, the life ex, you know experience of a lifetime. But no, it was it was not. I really, I, I wish them much. Let's see better. what happens tonight. Well, by the time this airs, I mean, we'll already know. But. Right. So suffice it to say, everyone, we will let you know next week just how poorly everything went last night. <laughs> Amen. Okay, we'll see. Whatever. Hopefully we'll all sleep. Um, let's just do the national holidays. Um, I have a, a phenomenal guest 
who is here with us today, who um, I'm actually tremendously humbled to be sitting next to for a number of different reasons, and probably not for the reason that most of you expect, and I'll okay. explain why in a minute. Um, National Holidays, today is You Go Girl Day. You go. All right. Naomi just recorded her show. I know. With tremendous girl power. Honestly, yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> Yoni was like, wow, that was... It was really a great show. Right, and so I'm looking morning. forward... Exactly, I'm looking forward to listening to it tomorrow morning. She had a crazy guest list. Insane. Exactly. So Naomi basically observed You Go Girl Day without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It's also Emergency Nurses Day. Cool. Yes, shout out they to Emergency Nurses. Um, it's International Day of the Girl Child. And the reason I mention this, because I don't know what a girl child is. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Why means. isn't it just a girl? Why isn't it your child who's a daughter, girl? I don't right. exactly. All that works. General Pulaski Memorial Day. Yoni, do you know who General Pulaski Day? I'm do you know salu- General Pulaski I was? Just saluting. You are so, saluting. Yeah, does he is he worth a salute? There's the Pulaski Skyway. I was gonna say, does that have to do with something? Like that? Shalom. Okay, yes. Um, it's National Bring Your Teddy Bear to Work and School Day. Cool. Right. This is, by the way, for those of you who are listening who are in Israel and you're like, what, you people in America waste your time on this stuff? Yes. <laughs> actually do. We do. We have national holidays for this stupidity. And it's Myths and Legends Day, which I could not have planned better when I invited our guest. Dubbed as the Jewish Jordan by Sports Illustrated, Tamir Goodman is a former professional basketball player. Tamir made history as the first Jewish athlete to play D1 and professional basketball while wearing a kippah and without playing on Shabbat. In 2002, Goodman fulfilled his dream of Aliyah, signing a three-year contract with Maccabi Tel Aviv and serving in the IDF. He's the author of the Jewish Jordan's Triple Threat, which ESPN's Mark Stein called Captivating, inventor of the Zone 190 basketball training device, and director of the Tamir Goodman basketball camp in Jerusalem. He also serves as the head of international business development for the Hapoel Jerusalem professional basketball team. And he joins me here this morning, Tamir Micha Goodman. Welcome to That's Life. (laughs) Thank you for having me. An absolute pleasure to have you here. And I am going to shock everyone right now by saying that it is not your basketball prowess and your basketball background as an individual athlete that, that brings me to your Myths and Legends reference and why I hold you in such regard, but it's the impact that you make on the lives of the kids that you work with in your camp. And I happen to know about this on a personal level. I did some homework. I happen to know about this on a personal level. And I have it from a very solid source that the impact that you make on the lives of the kids who work with you in your basketball camp really transcend that couple day experience. I want to talk about that for a second and talk about what that means to you as both an athlete and a director. Well, thank you very much for the kind words and the feedback. Ultimately, that's the goal of the camp. Uh, basketball isn't isn't just a game. There's a spirituality that is behind the game, and that's the goal of every coach. Every time we work with a player, we want to help them reach their potential on and off the court and um, never never let them settle um, both as a person and as a player and if when I get that type of feedback it makes me feel really really happy because that's the goal of the whole camp we want these kids to thrive in every way is there a situation that arises where you have a camper who comes who has great expectations for themselves shall we say and thinks that they're maybe better than they really are and then you have to have that that honest conversation say listen you have skills but we need to work on x y and z and really you know give them that humble moment yeah i think that 
because we have players coming from all over the world, we have committed players coming from all over, from Europe and from America and from Israel. So when they get there, some of them are in a little bit of shock. And maybe in their own community, they were very successful on the court. And all of a sudden they get to camp and there's kids that are, <laughs> you know, from different parts of the world that are just as talented, if not right. more talented. So what do you do with that moment? That's not a negative moment. That's a positive moment. And uh, I think number one is you, you, when we talk to the players, we ha we let them know that we actually have their best interest. Everything that we're telling them is for their own good because we really care and we want them to reach their potential. And once they feel that, then anything you say after that, it, it's much easier to coach them. And um, I think by the time the camp's over, they feel so much better about themselves. And it's authentically, they feel better about themselves. They have the feeling of accomplishment. It's not just some type of fake compliment. I think kids get upset sometimes when you say, oh, you're doing a great job, when they know that they're not really doing a great mm -hmm. job. But with us at our camp, they're up at 6.30 in the morning. They're pushing themselves to the limit every day. And by the time the camp's over, they feel very good about themselves. And and that's that's what you want to give players. And so as the coach, you give people the opportunity, you give your players the opportunity to appreciate the greatness in others, not just in themselves. Exactly. The best way to grow is by understanding that you have to help other people reach their potential. And you could also learn from other players and coaches, accepting the fact that we're all here to help each other get better. And the the length of the camp, or the I shouldn't not even to talk about the length of the camp, the number of days, the number of different programs, etc. But what made you channel your love of basketball and your tremendous skill in basketball into some kind of a clinic and a camp for kids? What made you make that transition and say, you know what, I this isn't just a me thing. This is something I can impart to others. Exactly the the language of basketball, the energy of basketball is something that that extends far beyond the basketball court and I learned that at a very young age and basketball has been a great blessing for me in my life. I've been able to do things that were almost seen as impossible and I learned how to do them through the basketball training uh, both uh, with relationships, both with um, learning how to you know time management, setting goals for yourselves, being resilient, confidence, all these type of things you know, faith, it all comes through the language of basketball. And because it's been such a great blessing for me in my life, I, I want to share it with other people. I want it, I want basketball to help as many people as possible that it could help because there's, there's probably millions of people out there that love the game of basketball. And then it's our job to take that love and, you know, teach them how to transcend in their life through that love and the, and the game of basketball. Is it just basketball or is it team sports in general? Now you have to be objective though. You have to be able to say to me, you know, I'm looking at all team sports. I think it's I think it's when all team sports are done the right way mm. and the, and it's and the proper coaching then Got yes uh, a lot of this has to do with who who's the coach right. who's the management who's the owner of the team but sports in itself is a beautiful thing and when it's done the right way has proven to the world that it could bring so much good you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and uh, the Jewish Jordan joins me today. It's Tamir Micha Goodman. He is actually sitting next to me on this beautiful presidential suite porch here at the Inbal Hotel. My thanks again to the Inbal for hosting us and for treating us like family and for actually allowing us to treat the Inbal like our home. We really do feel at home here. And, of course, to Barry Lieben, who was our host here this week. We thank the Lieben family for being so generous with their time and 
with their care and for bringing us to Israel for all of this programming. Um, Tamir, when you were first on the court as a kid, I mean, you talk about how you have campers, you have, are we calling them campers, students, what are we calling them, kids? Sure, athletes. Oh, athletes, sure, sure. When you have athletes who come and realize that there are people who um, who may be better at certain things than they are, but, but they thought they were great. What made you realize that you actually were great, even in comparison to other people? Well, I, first of all, I, I, I think I'm very thankful for the way that I grew up. If I wouldn't have grown up in my family and my friends and my rabbis and my coaches and my mentors and my circles, uh, I don't think any of this would have been possible. And the first thing is that I grew up surrounded by people that supported me and, and allowed me to go after my dream and never told me that it was impossible. Mm. They told me that it was going to be possible, but here's what here's what needed to be done. And my father, blessed memory, was a tremendous role model for me as well. And so that was the first thing. And um, I think that when I was 16 years old, I got invited to my first invitational camp and I had success there. And I was very, very lucky, you know, that it worked out well. And then as my coach, Coach Katz, was driving me home from camp for the first time, we were talking amongst each other. And, you know, the, the, the players that were there were, were supposed to be the best in America. And, you know, and I was able to, to compete with them. So that was like the first time that I realized maybe <laughs> Hashem blessed me as much as the other players. And, you know, I could hopefully fulfill my dream and get that Division One scholarship without playing on Shabbat. I think that was like the first time where I realized that maybe this is actually going to be able to happen for me. Wow, that's incredible. I, I love the the reference to your father of blessed memory. Was he your first coach? A hundred percent. Even though he wasn't necessarily a basketball coach, but he was a life coach. And I the my first game-changing teaching from him was when I was nine years old, I hit a game-winning shot of a championship game at a local rec league in Baltimore, Maryland. It was a Sunday afternoon, and after I hit the shot, I pumped my fist in the air. I raised the roof like they used mm -hmm. to do, and uh, <laughs> I was so proud that I hit the game-winning shot. And, and when my f we got to the car to drive home, I was in the back seat putting on my seatbelt. My father looked in the rear-view rear mirror. He had his hands on the steering wheel, and he said, you know, I'm very proud of the way you played. You hit the game-winning shot. But I wasn't so so pleased with your reaction. You should never never react in an arrogant way. You should always practice humility and understand that Hashem gave you basketball, and um, whatever you're doing, always practice humility. Wow. And uh, so he wasn't necessarily like a basketball coach, but he was a life coach, and 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 more than and in any other way, he just was a living example. That's incredible. What a story. <laughs> what a story. You know. Um, we have, obviously, we have a very good relationship uh, with the YU Max, and we know that you have a special connection to their coach, their coaches as well. Um, coach Elliot Steinmetz posts a number of videos of his son, who's an unbelievable baseball player at a young age. He's got this crazy fastball, and he's constantly posting videos of this kid, just one fastball after another with another strikeout after another. And, you know, that's not his sport. Elliot is clearly the basketball player, but his son is a is a tremendous baseball player, and there are a lot of great prospects um, and and great hopes for him as well. And you know, I'm sure you can appreciate what it means to work out with a parent and what it means to have your parent by them side. And Coach Halpert also with his son and sons, right? He had coached two of his sons. Um, I wonder. 
about that dynamic, about that, and I'm sure you're coaching your kids as well, right? I wonder about that dynamic, the parent-child, how that works on and off the court or on the field, so to speak. What happens when you go home? I mean, I'm listening to this story where everything seems great and your father is still your father at the end of the day and he's telling you that's not what we do in this family and that God gave you a gift. So I wonder how that, that, that has manifested itself in your life for you as a coach and a father. Yeah, well, first of all, um, I just want to give Mazel Tov to Coach Steinmetz. Uh, I was uh, recently at their son's bar mitzvah here, and I also watched the videos, and um, Coach Halpert also. You know, these are these are two living legends, and I think what they've done for basketball and for Jewish sports in general is just so amazing. And, and what they've done is they basically, same thing, they're, they're trying to teach Jewish athletes never to settle, to reach their potential on and off the court. And obviously Coach Steinmetz is doing that with with the son in baseball. So even though he's not a baseball coach right now, that message, it really like, you know, carries over in, in every way. So, you know, um, it's just, I've I'm, I'm been so proud of the work and, and big fans of, of both of them. And everyone should be blessed with continued blessings. <laughs> As for myself and in, in my own, in our own personal life with my wife, thank God, and, and five kids, um, you know, I... I am very dedicated father. I people that who know me very close know that I unless there's a home game for Apollo Jerusalem or a camp, I don't I don't really work in the afternoon. Hmm. I come home and I shut my phone off and I don't answer the I don't answer calls until the kids are back asleep. And I spend the afternoons riding bikes with the kids, getting them what they needed that they need homework and everything like that, each kid in their own way. So how it looks right now out of our one out of the five kids, our, one of our boys, one of our sons, it, it looks like he is, he's only 11, but he's going in the direction of basketball. Or I could say that basketball is the language of life for him right mm. now. So with him, I have a, a relationship because I know if I want to communicate to him or help him or give him a life lesson, it almost has to be through the language of basketball because that's, that's his life. Mm. You know, our other children, it's something else. So you have to know each kid in their own way. But for my son, who is a basketball player or basketball is his life, you know, like we focus on the positivity of that. We'll try to go to ride our bikes to the arena together. And we, everything we do is based around basketball just because he loves the game. You know, it comes to him naturally. That's his love. But, you know, for the other kids, it's something else. So it's just, you know, it's an old Jewish saying. You have to teach each kid right. in their own way. And. I'm blessed and I thank God, you know, that I have the most incredible wife and that I'm able to spend uh, as much time as possible with my kids. I know exactly what's going on with them in every class, when their tests are, <laughs> when their homeworks are, what they need. I just wow. stopped off now, got them what they, you know, my daughter, what she needed for her class. And I'm very, very involved with my kids' life because to me, that's, that's the family is the most important thing. A hundred percent. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We are joined again um, by uh, Tamir Goodman. Tamir Goodman, as we have mentioned, is known as the Jewish Jordan. He has served the Jewish people in many, many different ways, both on the court and as a role model and in the IDF. I wonder if we could talk for a second about your making Aliyah and about your time in the army. I wonder which was a more, um, shall we say, life-changing event when you enlisted in the army or when you got that Division One scholarship? Really, they were one and the same thing for me. My goal was always to reach my potential, and in reaching my potential, my you know, I wanted to become a Division One player on a full scholarship without playing on Shabbat. I wanted to serve in the IDF, 
and I wanted to be a professional basketball player without playing on Shabbat. And I got to live all those dreams out. But there was real, it's just one mission for me. It was mm-hmm. all one same thing. There's no difference for me whether I was in practice or I was, you know, doing a, a training exercise in the Army or getting ready to go play somewhere um, professionally. It's, it's all been one thing for me. And I, I'm thankful that I've been able to, to live out my dream and continue to live out my dream on a daily basis here in Jerusalem. Were there lessons that you learned in the army, in the in your service, that then you were able to apply, number one, on the court as a player, and number two, as a coach? 100%. Uh, the teamwork in the army is, is unbelievable right. because it's you're so accountable for one another <sighs> and on such a high level that it just takes it to a whole new meaning. Now, when you play college basketball, you play Division One basketball, practice, teamwork, it's all that is at extremely high level. And I'm so close with my college teammates and coaches till today almost talk on a daily basis. Coach Sam at our camp played with me at Towson. He comes here to camp in the summer, brings his son. Like those relationships are forever. But, if, you know, for example, in the Army, if, if it's your turn to do the night watch, like to watch the guard tower and you come back to your tent and the person who was supposed to wake up the next person on guard watch didn't wake that person up and then it, it these type of things just, right. you can't have those type of right. mistakes they're they're literally life life, life change life right i know responsibility exactly. i don't want to say the other word yeah they're i'm life, with you yeah. i was trying to come up with an alternative yeah. also but i got yeah. nothing so right. <laughs> so so it's it just took the basketball training and understanding uh, teamwork commitment being there for each other to a whole nother level uh my time in the army and um as far as coaching i thought that idf did a great job of really building up the soldiers and helping them reach their potential, not in a negative way, but a really positive way. I was kindly, I was very shocked. I didn't know what to expect when I got to the Army, but I love that, um, for example, once a week we would meet with our Mifakid, with our commander, commander, and we would talk on a personal level, what's going on at home. I was already married. Then my wife was pregnant. Like, what's going on at home? Do you need anything? What can we, like on a personal level, and I really love that. So that's something that I implement in our coaching, in our camp, that we have a designated person that we hire every summer that works with our players uh, on a personal level. Basketball aside, is everything okay? Do you have water? Do you what do you need? Do you need like do you have special dietary? Like, what do we need to help you personally? And uh, that's something that I learned from the army that I incorporate uh, you, in coaching as you, well. You mentioned something a couple minutes ago about about your wife, <laughs> and I definitely want to talk about spouses. Um, I Nachum and I had a quick meeting about an hour and a half ago with somebody in the lobby, and this person said to me, "You know, you you travel a lot." Like, how do you how do you manage that? And my answer is always the same thing. I have a wonderful husband, and it's just the it's just the only answer. It's not oh I sleep a lot. Oh I work out. I keep no. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that God blessed me with a wonderful husband. And I I know I mean even without prompting you, I know you feel the same way. And that whatever and everything from now until from until now until going forward that you're able to accomplish, it's because you have that person next to you who is not only supporting you, but pushing you. One million percent. Um, thank God my wife comes from an athletic background. She was an outstanding athlete also that basically made very hard choices uh, to come to Israel and to do Sherut Lumi here and to study here instead of competing on a f- athletic scholarship wow. in America because in what sport? she was a runner um, wow. and at the Division One level and she realized that she would have to run on Shabbat and she wasn't willing to do that. So she has that athletic mindset and we have that 100% commitment to each other and teamwork to each other. And 
you know, I just feel like I'm, I'm so blessed uh, to have Judy as my wife. And um, we're, we're just blessed to have that type of athletic background because we feel like it really helps us in our parenting and in our, in our marriage as well. Um, I could tell you even like right now, I was coming from like Maya Sharim. I was doing like a sports consulting thing for a, a Haredi company called Healables. And, but as I was, I knew that if I, I ride my bike, I knew that if I was get to the Imbal, I'd be able to stop off there and say hi to my wife, even for 20 seconds. So I ran over to the office just for 20 seconds to say hi, and then zoomed down the hill to get here. So that's it's very just that sweet. 100% commitment right. of just uh, always trying to be there for each other and help each other. And, and like you said, that's the Makora Bracha. Uh, everything else right. uh, moves forward from that. And I wish that everybody in their life should be able to find their their perfect partner in their life as well don't you wonder if you would have been attracted to somebody who wasn't an athlete like what you would have been able to talk about <laughs> like i wonder what would have happened if i ever dated a guy without a sense of humor i have no idea we would not have had anything to do with each other let's talk about the clinic we only have a few minutes left and you've been incredibly generous with your time i have no idea what i took you away from but i already feel guilty at this point from having taken you away from something um let's talk about the basketball camp let's talk about the clinics and let's talk about how people can get more information yeah well you didn't take me away from anything because i love the knuckle Siegel Network. Thank I've been you. a big fan for many, many years. And I thank Joanna Shepson because she actually is the one who I, I keep up to date with what's going on with you through Fun in Jerusalem and through her posts. Yeah, Joanna is unbelievable. She is. And it's really fun to work with her, and I tell her that all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. Um, so the camp is going to be July 2nd through the 22nd in Jerusalem. We have, uh, we'll have 45 players from around the world, ages 13 to 17, boys only. Uh, very committed players, players who uh, want to take their game and their lives to the next level. Uh, we'll be training not too far away from here at the new sports complex at the YMCA. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, I saw you. Sh- uh, there was a video of you shooting around there. Yeah, we recently we had a uh, clinic there with Paul Jerusalem and Amari Stoudemire, and hundreds of people came. So it's a beautiful sports complex, and we're lucky that our players will be able to, to um, compete probably at the nicest um, sports complex in in Jerusalem for sure. We can say maybe, the Middle East. Maybe, yeah. Let's say the Middle maybe, East. Maybe, yeah. So Dubai does not have a sports complex like we have in <laughs> Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and 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 we also travel once a week to play against other teams in Israel, so they get a chance to meet Israeli players from right. up north and down south. And um, registrations at tamirgoodman.com will be opening registration tomorrow, Thursday. Oh wow! And so today, uh, technically today. today. Yeah. Exactly, because this air as this is airing Thursday. Thursday. So today, folks, tamirgoodman.com. Yes. And, and uh, space is limited. Space is limited. We keep it small. It's a world-class boutique basketball camp uh, with excellent coaches and uh, players and uh, life skills and basketball. And love for you to be a part of it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, Tamir, I-, I can't thank you enough both for your time and for, frankly, what you've done um, on many levels, both for upcoming athletes, up-and-coming Jewish athletes who who want to know that there's something out there for them and that if they, you know, Enzo Agada, you can, they're imtirtsu Enzo Agada. If you want it, if you will it, if you keep yourself on the straight and narrow, if you're true to yourself and, and in this case and true to God, then, then what you wish for, what you will can be possible. Yeah, thank you so much. And I agree. I think that sometimes... Uh, Judaism or religion in general, sometimes it gets like a negative reputation in that it's trying to take you away from something. But uh, the Torah is really like the blueprint for life. And it's not trying to take you away from anything. It's just trying to show you how to reach your dreams in the most happy and meaningful way possible. Amen. Tamir, continued Hatzlacha to you. Please be in touch. Thank you, everyone. Continued amazing work. And I really appreciate the opportunity and for 
for you even thinking of me. Thank Not you at all. <laughs> totally my pleasure. I know we only have a few minutes left. We're going to close with Ohad's Levado. Of course we are. Folks, uh, don't miss the live lunch. It's going to start in just a few moments. It's me, it's Nahum, it's Yoni, and it's us, you know, at the end of our trip. And frankly, we're very giddy. That's the truth. It's very, very true. Uh, my thanks to everyone at the Inbal. Again, my thanks to Barry Lieben and family. My thanks to Avrami for just being here and being the adult in our lives. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Levanto